Hi guys and welcome to the very first episode of the Real Fake News Podcast. My name is Cameron Branch and I am your host. Today's episode is brought to you by B32 Media. B32 Media is a company I created myself uh, that specializes in social media management, uh, video content, uh, photography, and all things that can help boost your business or brand's awareness. So if you need help in those sorts of areas, contact B32 today. Now that the shameless plug of my own company is done, we can move on with the show. Today's guests are Blake Kepler of BK Performance. Uh, he is a professional triathlete and has a really good story about where he's uh, come from uh, to where he is now. And James Clark of Do You Even Boot Camp. He is a personal trainer who owns his own boot camp company and also works uh, with in a rehab center uh, trying to help people with uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation. Um, and they're both absolute legends. Uh, really enjoyed the the conversations, and, and and this is the sort of stuff that we really want to be talking about, and and the conversations that we want to be having um, on this podcast. So, uh, without further ado, uh, welcome to the real fake news. Fake news. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. All right, and we're on uh, first podcast, uh, the Real Fake News podcast. Welcome to my two guests, Blake Kepler and James Clark. Yo. Hey. What's How going? Doing? Get good. How are we going? Pumped. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. You're popping my cherry. This is yeah. my first uh, first podcast. Um, there's no real format. We're just going to talk shit for a while, uh, talk about whatever you want. So um, if we can start by uh, maybe Blake, you'd tell us about yourselves, what you're doing, and then uh, James, you can go after. So Yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> had my birthday yesterday. Yep, beautiful. Well, <laughs> don't look a day over 34. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just <clears throat> I was in the construction game for like nearly 20 years. Um, bad lifestyle. Changed it all around and ended up finding triathlon. Triathlons made me meet both you dudes, so it's got to be a good thing. It's a it's, <laughs> a, it's a winner there. <laughs> and James, uh, yeah, I'm um, training under Blake at the moment under BK Performance, and um, I'm a personal trainer myself. I run boot camps out of Clarkson under Do You Even Boot Camp, represent, and uh, yep. yeah, long long uh, long backstory, which I'm sure we'll get into a bit later. But uh, just happy to be here tonight, mate. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you both do the triathlons. And when I honestly see you guys do them, uh, the, the one I seen in Bustleton a few months back, it just like freaks me out that you're going to run that far, swim that far, do the bike at the same time. How do you approach it like mentally at the start, um, knowing that <laughs> you're going to finish this four-kilometer swim and then you got to go on a, a whatever, however long <laughs> run and... <laughs> Before we it, answer this question, you just look like a little kid in a, a fat kid in a cake shop. You're that excited about this podcast. <laughs> Mate, I've, I've been chopping at the bit. I really wanted to do this. I mean, I've actually had myself uh, a lot go on today. Uh, as you, you guys know, I've handed him your notice. So yeah, full fuck time. Work. With, fuck work. Yeah, fuck work. Yep. Um, do what you love. Exactly. Hashtag do what you love. Hashtag. Fuck, 
Fuck Ty too. Thanks for not coming on. <laughs> yeah, fucking. We were meant to have uh, Ty Wolfenden on, um, but the prick's too good for us, and uh, he's got too much on. But uh, he has promised he'll come on with us at some other stage. So we've got the late ring in, <laughs> James. Don't feel... worry, Ty. We're not holding our breath. No. <laughs> Make you feel good about yourself, there, James. Oh, well, he smoked me on the bike last triathlon too. So who Ty did? Yeah. Yeah, he actually did really well the other day. His first was that his first uh, triathlon or mini triathlon. Not bad for a guy coming off a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> Three-time world champ. Yeah, I guess he's going to have a, a bit of... Uh, yeah. Bike skills. Yeah, something to do with the bike. We've got to give your mate Jordan a call out too for that phone call. Yeah, I've just posted on my story uh, that we're going live and then he calls me and I know he's called me on purpose, a fucking idiot. So uh, thanks, thanks Jordan that. Mills, you prick. Um uh, but yeah, uh, so on to the, yeah, uh, as we were talking, the, yeah. the, the triathlon, uh, how do you approach it mentally? Because I seriously, I couldn't even, uh, I can't imagine how you, how you prep for something like that. Well, I mean now, like I've been doing it six years and one and a half years professionally and it's still, it doesn't get any easier. It's still nerve wracking. Like it doesn't matter whether it's a sprint distance all the way to Ironman. It's, it, it just racks your brain there's so much to get organized there's so many different elements <clears throat> even coming in a few days into the race you're not sure whether you've done the right amount of training and stuff like that <clears throat> so i don't know what how james feels going in i guess a lot more nervous done less um and he's always asking for reassurance from the coach but <laughs> i get i get the same you know like it's it, it, if you're not nervous then you don't care yeah well yeah and obviously, being the professional triathlete, that's uh, a bit more pressure, I guess. But then, James, obviously, for you, um, it's still you're trying to beat yourself and you're trying to get better and better. Have you got aspirations to go professional at all, or is it just a just a fitness sort of thing? No, I I, I think my time's probably passed for that. <laughs> um, maybe if I hadn't. Uh... Spent all of those years fuck myself up with drugs and alcohol. It might have been a different story, but um, we're we're where we are. But um, I just love the challenge, you know. Like, hey, that didn't stop me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I just um, I guess in some ways I've always made the joke that I've just found another way to fuck myself up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what better way than Iron Man? Um, you know, I. I do get really nervous, um, but it's like Blake always says, when I start freaking out about it, it's like nerves are good, it shows you care. And um, and yeah, I do. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and I said in my post this week, you know, like I had a, an expectation of what I wanted to do when I I did that first Ironman in Busso and, um, and I smashed it. I smashed it, so... Yeah, I was pretty stoked. You know, sometimes I think I'm a little crazy with how much I commit to it yeah. and the training and that sort of thing. And then like... Yeah, my... you'll send a text and you're like, I'm not going to be out for uh, five hours. <laughs> I'm off on a bike ride. Fucking five hours. <laughs> but like then I... It's cool. My training group kind of reassure me that I'm not completely crazy because these guys are just as committed to the program that's written up. Um, we have an app, like an application for the phone and it sets out all the training for the week and that and and has parameters and if you don't do it right it goes red or orange if you do it correct it goes green and these guys start spinning out when it doesn't go <laughs> green i start getting text messages like what's going on here you haven't, you haven't checked my comments from monday yet then. oh i haven't seen anything i smashed my phone 
<laughs> I got, I got yellow enough. in my swim. I was like, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to the, like the nutrition side of stuff, are you guys pretty strict on that sort of thing? I mean, I was pretty surprised uh, coming down with uh, you the in Basso and actually seeing you having a couple of beers the day prior. Like that, that shocked me. Um, I, I just assumed it would be real uh, strict. Um, uh, for all your listeners, that was Blake, not me having the beers. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you, you hear about like um, those ultra marathon runners um, and that, I think it's Courtney DeWalter. Um, she, and she beat all the men in that um, crazy fuck off run in uh, oh, the ultra the mar- <clears throat> Ultra marathon's crazy on another level. Oh yeah. and But she just eats fucking nachos and, and burgers and stuff and puts no effort into her nutrition at all. And she's... She won. She beat yeah. all the men by, I think, uh, seven hours, I think, from memory. Well, I guess, like, the beer thing for me in the lead-up to the race is through trial and error, you know? Like, it helps me relax and, and absorb some of those nerves that we talked about earlier. Get a better night's sleep off a couple of beers. Less to think about. Uh, like, I had a... you seen my house. Like, it's quite... Uh, you think race preparation, I'll be by myself, but I like to have lots of people around me, my friends, family. Yeah. Keep me calm. Just keep my sort of almost distract me from what's what's about to come yeah it was it was a bit like a you know had a little uh catch up down on the beach uh prior and uh, had a swim and and we did like a, a chilled of, party yeah it was a, it was yeah. a real relaxed party and I, I i really liked it and then yeah. um you had a couple of the sponsors over and yeah and um and who was he rocky 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 from china yep yeah, he was over and he was a character as well so bring his mum along had a um had, he, he didn't really care about our uh, sleeping arrangements at night, banging doors and stuff. No, but, not at all. No, he was he was awesome as well. But um, yeah, it was it was quite chilled, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, I I was just shocked. I mean, do you take like um one of those sort of like a David Goggins style approach where just you just fucking hammer yourself harder and harder and harder when you're running, or do you uh, is it a lot of tactics? Um, <clears throat> long course racing is definitely calculated. Like calculated to a point, uh, I guess if you're an age group racer trying to finish or trying to finish at the top, it's a lot more calculated. <clears throat> when you're racing professionally and and only the top eight get paid, uh, the race can dictate what's going to go down. Like yeah. sometimes you've got to change your game plan, otherwise you <laughs> you'd be picking up bottle caps for money. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, I guess what about with you, James? Do you have a, a prep? or a, sort of a, a strategy for going into a, a race or do you just go out there and just no. the exact opposite to Blake exactly <laughs> the opposite to what the coach says I, is I what sh- he tries to do I shut out everyone I kicked the wife out before Boston had the double bed to myself she was in the bunk bed with the kids yep um <laughs> I just needed to zone out and be on my own. I so wondered why she was I, so keen to talk to me the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like it when they don't listen to me because then they're like, wow, I should have listened to him yesterday. I did sneak in and use the recovery boots for a while though, so yeah. it was all right. But um, no, I just I got I get into my own head, so yeah, I just need to zone out and go have my time. Yeah, classic. I've um, done it before marathons. I've done it before. It's just I just need my time. Yeah, well, I mean... Um, I don't know where you sit with the, uh, I guess, like the no sex before sort of exercise and stuff like that. I never had an issue, but like um, when it comes to drinking. I'm married, never turn it down. <laughs> take it, when, take, take it, it when you can get take it. Take it when you can get it, yeah. Well, um, I'm right there with you at the moment. <laughs> um, I'll laugh. I, I have the uh, luxury of editing that bit out, so yeah, <laughs> I won't. But um, um, 
Yeah, so I, I sort of empathise with the um, the chilled sort of thing before exercise. Like when I used to play footy um, a little more seriously, I would actually have two or three beers the night before watching footy. And uh, to a coach, sometimes they're like, well, <laughs> fuck, you can't be doing that dehydration and, and certain things like that. But for me, it was something like it relaxed me. And... Um, Got me in the in the groove, and he used to watch the Friday night footy and 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 get pumped up, and then just chuck on a movie at the end and fall asleep, and that was my prep. Um, and I used to try and not think about the game at all up until about two minutes until we ran out in the field. Um, and I guess is it that you're you're taking that sort of approach there, James, where you just don't think about it and then just bang go. Yeah, I just got to go through my rituals. Yeah, you know, like I need that chill time. I got to eat. I got to get to bed, and um. I wouldn't have a few beers because I'd probably <laughs> wouldn't turn up to the race. <laughs> yeah, well, that's um, and that's a big part of your past as well. Like obviously, um, the alcohol uh, coming from that dark place has probably been a big motivation for you getting to where you are, having a business do you in boot camp, helping out with the uh, the rehab uh, program that you're involved with, and, and stuff like that. Um, how important do you reckon it is to have that sort of that low point in your life. I mean, not that we seek a low point, but it seems to be the 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 high stories. Sometimes they always come from a low point. Yeah, look, I had, I had a desire to change, you know, and I I was fortunate enough to. My dad is a phenomenal athlete himself, and he's done some pretty amazing things. And he he had a brief stint in triathlon when I was growing up. Um, so I'd I'd always. I'd always sort of had an eye on triathlon. It's like and, a sea day. Exposure to it, yeah. You, you see it. Like, I think I can remember the first time I ever seen triathlon. I think I was like in primary school. Went. I'm pretty sure it was like down at the Sereno Surf Club and I seen these guys doing this triathlon. And like ever since then, every now and again, it'd tick over and you'd be like, oh yeah, I want to do that one day. Yeah, it was just there, yeah. Like, I wouldn't do it in my Speedos like he used to do back then, but um, <laughs> that was the 90s. But um, I don't know. It just you there's know, a couple that pull it off still now. I did notice that in in Busso. Reedy doesn't mind just busting out his smugglers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like I just it was it was just the right time. You know, it was I I bottomed out completely, and um, and I was had an opportunity to train for these triathlons, and I did one, and I was just kind of hooked and I'd, I'd we're not talking Ironman distances here we're just talking sprint one so com- completely different distance but um I just kind of got hooked and I always had it in my head that I was going to do an Ironman one day but I had to go through the process of the the half marathon and then the marathon and then some big bike rides and basically everything I could do to avoid getting in the water um <laughs> and yeah that was just it and it's just I've kind of just, I guess, in some way, switched my addiction to something else. But uh, there's a lot worse ways I could mess myself up, and I've probably tried and tra- tested most of them. And um, I'd much be preferring to be training for Ironman than the, than that. And well, you've where you've come from, you're now an ambassador for the SunSmart Ironman. Is that right? That's and, right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's a huge thing. Obviously, you're um, trying to support the and get Ironman and triathlons going through uh, WA and Maybe yeah. you just got to take your hat off to him. The the hard work he put in in the lead up to December's half iron, man. This is a result of that hard work. Like he deserves it every bit. 
Yeah, it was pretty pretty nerve wracking. Like I opened up to Blake. Like I'd I'd seen interviews of Blake years ago. Well, not years ago, but not long ago when um, prior to his race, so I knew he had a background himself, and um, and he's a bit of a fucking nutcase, and so am I. So we kind of got along, and it's just on a on like a, a level we can communicate well on. Yeah, well, I'm I'm nuts, but he's next level nuts. <laughs> but um, like I just I've it's always been like my dark past. I've never spoken about it prior to this ambassador thing. It's not something I share or advocate with anyone. And um, they sent me this application and I kind of read through it. And the bit that God is got me was um, if you could inspire one person to do this. And I've always wanted to help. It's why I do the work with the, with the rehab and some of the other stuff that I do as well behind the scenes with, with some kids and things like that in um, lower demographic areas. But um, I kind of thought, you know what, that's my opportunity. And, um, I, you know, I sent in an application. I didn't really think much of it. Um, but then, yeah, I got it. And, yeah, first thing I did was send it to Blake and got his, got his congratulations, obviously after my wife as well, and um, got his congratulations. And, yeah, like, it's probably the biggest thing that's ever happened to me, to be honest. So, But I think it's more than what... Uh, it probably means more to James mentally than he probably understands. Like <clears throat> dealing with addiction and bits and pieces like that, a big part, a, one of the biggest parts is being able to accept it, own it, and part of owning it, like owning it properly, is being able to put it out there. Yeah, you know, like hundred percent. And and like I think that the 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 program and what it required. Just gave him that like, like he he'd done so well and come so far, and he just needed that last little push, and it helped him open up and, like he said, like being out there about it, if it just changes one person, like it, it's worth it, you know. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of people struggling out there that don't, that you know, like it's find it hard to talk about anything like that. So, James James may help a few. Yeah. Well, he's, he's certainly very inspirational. Um, but I, I do agree uh, you're both fucking nuts because, uh, <laughs> I mean, even like when I first rocked up uh, and for those who, listeners at home, the millions and millions listening at the moment, um, uh, they wouldn't know, but um, I actually work for Blake and James um, to a certain extent. And um, when I came and met uh, you guys for the first time, you both rocked up and guy with a bloody mohawk and then James and <laughs> rocked up and I just thought, fucking Jesus. <laughs> We've got some interesting cats here. Who we, who we got here? And then I uh, end up getting a nose and they're both legends. So. I think the the sport itself attracts like very, very similar personalities across the board. Like although everyone's so different at the end, I think there's a lot of core attributes that are shared between all of it. That's why it's such a tight, tight knit community. And, uh, and, uh, how close are you to going like full time with this in in regards to the BK and the coaching? Well, and then, someone's <laughs> someone set a date today. <laughs> <laughs> Put some pressure on. Someone set a date, and we did say we'd try and do it together. So yeah, oh, I think shit. <laughs> I think I did actually say to my wife, I was like, that might be my day too. Well, that's it. Um, you know what? I actually, and I hope the uh, the the workplace doesn't listen to this. They probably will. I actually set my date uh, 
to be at, I think it was like April 16th or something like that, uh, something along those lines. It gives me about two months to sort of get everything prepped up, ready to go. Yeah. It's a bit boring, you know, not taking the leap in one day, but like, you know, I, I was a bit logical about it. I really think like um, even like your business is completely different to mine. Yeah. I just, I felt that, that bond and push and, and right from the gecko when we met at Dome. Yeah. You know, and I was like, this dude is on the same page as me. And, and as Goggins would say, he's driven. Yeah. You know, like it's not just going to blow out. And I think I think we fueled off each other a little bit. I think both the businesses have done really well off bits and pieces that we both done. And I'm stoked with the way it's going. Yeah. It's good. Uh, 100%. And, then, and then to see that post from you today, like I was, tickle, I was super stoked tick, for you. Tickle your balls a little. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, fuck, he set the date before me, the bastard. Yeah. Well, um, well, look, I'm going to set mine the day before yours. Well, I had I had these dates all set, and I kept on saying to Steph, you know, like, uh, we'll, we'll go June June 26th, I think, for the financial year and stuff. And it and it sort of just kept on getting pushed back every every time. I kept on setting a date, and I just hadn't hadn't really committed to it. So I just went into the boss today. I sort of made a decision last night that I was going to do it. Uh, it was like it happened last night. I, was, mm. I had no plans of it, and then last night I went, yep. It's got to happen today. Yeah. And walked in and said, uh, yep. It's got to happen. Otherwise, you keep. <clears throat> I've got to set you got to de- And you got to detach from that to give this 100%. And I'm I'm all for that too. Like a lot of people would think my major goals this year will all be racing and, and, and trying to make Kona. But my biggest goal this year is to sell my concrete trailer so that I yeah. cannot work. Can, I cannot fall back on it. Yeah. Because I find as long as it's there. I'll 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 keep falling back on it. If it's not there, you got to put that extra effort into the business. Yeah, and that was the thing. As soon as I said it to my boss, it was like a it was like a weight off my shoulders. It's like I've I've set the date. It's all on me now, and and I'm in control of the situation. And um, I'm not an idiot though. I've I've said it now. I realized I was going to go the 16th, but then it's missing out on Easter gonna... and Anzac Day uh. <laughs> public holidays. So just just I might set it for about the April the 26th now. Well just get those <laughs> public holidays paid in <laughs> before I uh, bugger I, off. I knew you were closer than maybe what you thought you were when you posted the first video with your full oh. your full month or full week. It's been hectic. And it was chock a block, and I was just like. He's he's on. Well, last he's uh, unstoppable, mate. I could I could see in my mum, my mum's eyes the other day. She could tell I was fucking exhausted. I was just a broken mess the other day, and and Steph was not much better because she's had to help with the baby a bit more. And and as the business, like I found, as my business gets bigger and 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 more momentum, it gets more hectic to balance the two. Yes. So when you pull the pin on the what we call now the secondary drop. <laughs> yeah. It'll actually allow you to put more energy into your own, the, the business that you love will become easier. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, you've actually done it, haven't you, James? Yeah. yeah. And I did it five years ago now. And so you weren't as calculated as me. You just went bang. Look, I mine was, mine was a bit different though. Like I, I had some kind of cards fall into place. I... Like I wanted out of what I was doing. Like I found. What were you doing? I was working in IT, so I was working mining, systems engineering, and um, I was basically a keyboard puncher. Riveting. 
Yeah. I, I think he was a little bit more talented than a keyboard puncher. But. <laughs> That's what it felt like I was doing, though. Like, I I just had this moment. Like, and this is, like, I'd got sober by this point. So, my training was everything. Like, it was what was keeping me sane. And I just got to the point where I felt like I was trying to fit my training around my work. And I was like, this isn't a fucking way to live. This isn't how I want to live. I want to, I want my training to be the primary part. And I took some time out, flew over to the UK, spent some time with my dad. And I remember like just sitting on his couch and he just said to me, mate, like it's a no brainer what you should be doing. And I literally landed and got a redundancy. So I got, I got big payout. And I went requalified as a as a PT, and I invested that money into the business. So I kind of I had a contract, like an IT contract, kind of going on the side still, um, just through luck, which kept me going while I was studying. But um, which I've I've managed to maintain as well on the side. But um, yeah, I just I took the plunge because I wanted to, and you know I didn't have the fallback. I'd I'd kind of like lost my job. Uh, but it was really, really scary. The lucky thing I had, I had my, my wife's a bit of a gun, so I had her support. Um, I didn't think I could do it, but she just kept saying to me, like, I believe you can. Let, let me believe into, believe in you till you believe in yourself. And I gave it a crack. And we're it's a daunting the- step, stepping away from your, what would you call it, like your financial security. Security, yeah, the yeah. comfort. It's just that day-to-day, you know, like you know where your money's coming from. And mm. like she's like, she's always doing new businesses and trying new things and her idea for generating new income is to do a new business where my mentality is kind of just go and get a job and uh, go and work for someone else and have that fucking mundane life that no one really wants anyway so um and that's the the biggest kickback i I find is some a lot of people are pretty supportive um or very supportive and and especially when I put something up like what I put up today, I put up a post saying that I'd I'd actually pulled the pin or given my notice and, and set that date. And it's just the, the feedback's been amazing. But then when you go and sort of, I'm probably a little blunt about it and I try and uh, point out ways that people can do it themselves as well and sort of point out their own flaws as well as I've, I've got my own flaws so I'm not um, pointing the finger too much but when I point point that sort of stuff out it doesn't get anywhere near as much feedback if, if and it's just as important as what I'm saying when I give up my job and, and stuff like that and it's it's like that people take it as an attack I've, I think yeah they do and um, I don't know what that I don't know what causes that but um, you know like there's <laughs> There's, but you'd hear it. But you'd hear. Oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah, and or the the one I hate the most is, oh, you're so lucky, and I'm like, fuck you. I fucking work my ass off to do this. Yeah. Isn't fucking luck. It's, yeah, it's, I get it too. Like, oh, like they're just like, oh, you just get to travel and race, or like, oh, someone sends you a bike. Yeah, or like you get a free <laughs> pair of trainers. I'm like, mate, they're far from free. Yeah, if only I'm they like, knew. Yeah, well, this is sometimes it. it it would be nice just to go and buy something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and yeah, this is it. Like, we're make, me and uh, the wife, we're making sacrifices. We're selling yeah. the house, and th- that that's sort of different. But um, uh, we've got a kind of a neighbour. But <laughs> uh, but we, it's Can't. actually it, he is he's a prick. Um, but we're actually um, selling the house is going to help a lot, and um, and just paying off a few debts and stuff like that, and and just living a life of uh, 
a little less extravagance and it'll make our, my actual overall happiness that much better. And uh, Yeah, well, I ran, like for, I think, I can't remember exactly, but maybe 12 or 13 years, I ran like a successful concrete company and I didn't even know what a bill was. Yeah. Just got paid. I was like, I didn't know I had a mortgage and stuff like that. And then, and you think that, you get caught up thinking that's happiness. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more to life of what I've learned over the last five or six years than than what dollars is in the bank mm. because I don't have any of those. <laughs> Normally it's just cents at the moment. Yeah. No, well, and that's, but, but that, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, like if I can go for a ride with my mates and, and buy a coffee, talk with James, have breakfast with James and, and, and pick up and drop off my kids at school. Yeah. Mate, I'm rich. And that's, um, I mean, Gary V, you know, I love Gary V. He's a fucking God. Um, God. he, his, uh, He's trying to change people from using the word millionaire to yeah. happiness. And mm. so, like, you don't need the millions of dollars. It's the the ROI of your um, of your efforts is is not the money. It's it's yeah. the amount of happiness you get out of what you're doing. <clears throat> and, and I think a lot of these guys have done well and 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 are financially well off now because they've been driven and done something they love. Yes. And because they're passionate about it, then it succeeds. Mm. Yeah, that's and the thing, finances mate. come afterwards. Mm-hmm. Blake, you know, mentioned his kids and having the opportunity to drop his kids at school. You know, like when I changed business, I got to pick my son up every single day. Yeah, and I wouldn't have traded that for anything, any money in the world. Like because those years, especially when you go years. to school and it's like it's eighty percent mums picking up the kids from school, and yeah. like I'm, I'm like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> I'm the dad here. Like yeah. I'm picking up my kid. Yeah, but it's time, you know. You're working nine to five, like I was. I was working ten hour days at one point. And if yeah. you did that the whole time they're growing up, you miss out on you, all that. Everything, you know. They're you shattered. miss out on the on the school um, certificates, handouts, yeah. the plays, the bits and pieces. And, and I've barely, I've barely missed one now, you know. And like, that's huge. I mean, you don't get those years back, man. Well, prior to having um, Scotty uh, earlier or late last. Two years ago. Oh, fuck. How old is she? <laughs> 15 months. So, uh, having her... Um, I write my kids... i got my kids... Yeah, tattoo, tattoo, tattoo on, on, yeah. on each arm just for safety. I'm going to have to do that just to make just sure. Just so I don't... Um, not yeah. that I forget. But prior to having um, our baby, um, I sort of looked at... You know, I had a couple of mates who they'd, they'd get all sappy about their kids and go, oh, it's just the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, you fucking weak prick. Like That's what I had in yeah. my head. Now I've... Now and, and you get the people saying, "Well, oh, it's going to soften you up; it'll change you." And you're like, <sighs> "No, with, it won't." Not, <laughs> not with two daughters, Blake. There's a couple of people who laugh at that and because I, I, have, I told a lot of people it's not going to change my life, and it, to a certain extent, it hasn't changed my life, but it's changed my point of view. Yeah. And oh, like fuck, it is life changing in in regards to that. I got a perfect example. Like, it wasn't; it must have only been last year, and some guy hung it sideways in his car at it, like past my house and i was furious <laughs> mate i was gonna rip him out of the car and beat him senseless yeah but 10 years ago before the kid i would ask him to come back and light my intersection up <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and that's it like um yeah as as sappy and as as not that i didn't like the burnout but just not on my corner yeah no we can't be endangering yeah. children no um there's yeah. a blank t-junction 50 meters down the road i would have been happy to watch it it down there and you'd know (laughs) yeah it's clean now i haven't done a burnout for a long time (laughs) 
but like coming home and like you say picking the um your kids up but like coming home from from work and i get to see scotty she'll turn around and she'll look at me and her eyes light up and then i'll get down on my knees and i chase her and, and she runs away from me and it's it literally is just the greatest that part of my day every single day yeah and, and it um, doesn't matter what's like i've had the i've had the worst days and you come home and no matter what's happened that day when the when when my little ones hear the car come in, doors open and they'll come out and spear tackle you with a cuddle. <laughs> and it is like, it all goes away. Yeah. And it puts things in perspective. Like, yeah, so what if the concrete went shit? You know, like, who cares? Yeah. Um, random fact, you, we uh, our kids go to the same daycare as well. I, seen I know Beck, that. I seen Beck there the other day. I, I, she was checking me out. We I, he- thought, I, heard, I, like, oh, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you ask for her phone number. Well, I, was, I didn't. And then she turned around and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no, um, but yeah. Um, I just look over the fence and I keep an eye on the kids. <laughs> Is that what you... you <laughs> That's my okay. house. <laughs> Perfect. I don't really. Okay, okay. Um, so now we've uh, finished with that beautiful D&M about our kids. That's, that's I have great. fallen off that top fence into that into the playground kids like, biz yeah when we've been drinking at night time <laughs> kids biz was closed <laughs> it's like a fucking uh, a 16 course limestone wall there with a fence on top of it I forgot that the other side's a bit lower you just forgot that there's a kids play center next door and <laughs> I was hoping someone put the trampoline there <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect um, what was I going to uh, you guys um, uh, next week uh, both speaking at an event. What's what's the go there? Um, so one of the local tri clubs, Fremantle Triathlon Club, uh, have invited James and I to be guest speakers. Uh, they've got a range of topics, anything to do with triathlon, um, to nerves. Uh, there's some swim. A lot of people struggle with the swim. Mm. Um, I'm a strong swimmer, but also through last year, I spent some time struggling with my swimming. Is and, that, and is work that through, through the, the panic attacks that you uh, did, mentioned before? Yeah, there's it can be panic attack or there's actual, there's a medical. Yep. Um, what would you say? Yeah, there's a medical issue that can cause it as well. Um, some, it's very hard to define the medical issues like a grey area. It's not much research done on it. Um, but I think a lot more people suffer from the medical side than they think and it just gets put down as a panic attack. Yeah, okay. So hopefully I can shed some light on that because I've worked my way through it. And um, like I came to a T junction and I was struggling with my swimming that that much. And the swims, the swim becomes so important in professional racing that if I couldn't sort it out, it was my ultimatum was to retire. Would make or break your race, wouldn't it? Yeah, you miss the front pack. You're in a shit fight all day. So you guys are motivational speakers then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my, mine's kind of you were fat once and now you're not. What did you do? But, but I mean, the, the swimming, like... I was fat too. You were. I have seen I those was, photos. Was I fatter than you? No way. Hey? You're not tall enough to be fatter than me. I if you were fatter... I, you, I, was probably, I was probably wider than I am height-wise at one stage. That's a worry. Yeah, a lot of yours was in the guts from memory and yours, a lot of yours was in the neck. Yeah, <laughs> I had no neck. I was, was your neck. I was an animal. Not to point fingers and fat oh, shame. I'd, I think I'd look, I look like I'd been stung in both my eyes by a bee. <laughs> I, I like your dishwasher Has that guy got his eyes shut? And on that, like, and sorry to quickly change the subject, you know these people who, that PC sort of 
thing of fat shaming and and stuff. I'm in my opinion, um, and uh, there's, I'm not having a go at anyone who's fat. Yeah. If if, if that's uh, not clear enough, but um, if anyone is to say that being fat is uh, a good thing, is I think that's that's like not good for uh, for health in general. In in regards to, um, it's it's fine to have a bit of over, uh, a bit of weight, but to understand that um, having <laughs> you know, forty excess weight, fifty yeah, that, extra <clears throat> kilos. But I mean, out. like, if I wasn't doing my sport professionally, I wouldn't be as light as I am now. So of maybe, course. so maybe I'm towards the other end of the scale. Yeah, you know now, but like, I've I've been to both extremes. Yeah. Um. So I think it's, yeah. There's a weight for a person's height and weight, I guess, and a fat percentage that's healthy. Yeah. And a and a good lifestyle and. And going to live longer than I suppose someone who's in the obese category. Yeah. Um, I don't really think it's good for anyone to say that's in that category. Say I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. Like, I think you should do something about it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And it's not. Uh, it's not a. I actually think it's a cover up for f- fucking laziness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's hard. You d- you don't want to. Uh... And then I'd actually hate to see where those little problems then extend into. A, I'd love to show them where it translates into all different parts of their life, yep. you know? And, yep. if, and if you make the small change back here, like starting with fitness, like I hear so many times, I don't have time to do what you do. Mm. I, I like <clears throat> one of my mates came to me oh, a couple of weeks ago and he's in hospital with gout, young dude, like why, why should he have gout? Mm. And then I said to him, yeah, sweet, I'll help you. Like join BK Performance. We've got a separate group that are not, training for triathlons we we just train you like teach you some health and fitness basics and and try and work towards being a better healthier you and he's i i gave him some time schedules of when we train and he's like i can't do that and i'm like yeah, why and he's like well i need to go to work to pay my house off and i'm like yeah that's fair enough like i understand that you're going to make money to pay your house off but i said if you're in hospital a week with gout and your leg's going to get cut off or something stupid like that is that going to stop you from making money as well? Yeah. At least if you put the start the process of getting healthy and removing the gout or lessening the, I think you can work more. So I just think, yeah, I think sometimes it's a, just a whole bunch of excuses. Yeah, and it's like Goggins is who I'm a massive fan of. It's it's like we're a softened generation of. Weak you know, as piss. Yeah, it just you can't. Where handle the a bit fuck of... do you get medals all the way to last place? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Medals are for first, second, and third. And look, I, I completely empathise with the parents saying, "Oh, my kid was devastated. They, they didn't get to run in this race, or they didn't qualify, or or, or whatever." But like, how is that going to help them long term? Um, Don't start the race then, <laughs> because well, how, the podium is first, second, and third. When they when they get out of high school and go into the real world, the world, real world is going to go fuck you. Yeah, I don't give a shit if you uh, want a Mate. eighth place medal. <laughs> You know, it's you itched a scratch of mine. Like I, I'm, I don't, I hate the fact all this. Like, oh yeah, we'll just give everyone medals. Like, yeah, I'm like, why? Not, and that's not in triathlon. I think when you achieve something like a Ironman or something, you deserve a finisher medal. I'm talking about kids in like a hundred meter screen <laughs> where there's eight lanes and eight guys get ribbons and they push them all on the podium and everyone gets like, I'm like, it's creating. It's creating softness. Yeah. And that, that sort of... <laughs> that, it's um, like you done well. Well done. You finished the race. But these guys excelled. This is creating entitlement. 
Yeah. People yeah. think they're entitled. And I think all of these issues is a lack of education, you know, from talking on obesity through to fucking basic time management, as you pointed out, and making it happen. There's just not an education around this stuff anymore, you well, know? Yeah, that's one of the things that I... Everything's easy is and it convenient. Taboo? Is it taboo? I learned a lot through triathlon. Like, triathlon saved my life and, let, and taught me heaps of things. Punctuality, like, if you don't make the group that's riding at six o'clock, you're riding by yourself. And I like, I'm trying to use the fundamentals and what you learn to teach these guys that I would call have bad habits yeah. to take the bad habits away and replace them with good habits. Like, It's non-negotiable. Yeah. That's, that's one. The training is just non-negotiable. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I, before I even started doing this and <clears> I was working and um, before I changed and got the redundancy, I would literally sprint to the gym at lunchtime to squeeze in a session because that was the only opportunity I was going to get. And at night I would like leg it to the, the trainer so that I could like get to the boxing class that I wanted to do before I got home to see my son, you know, if you want it, you'll fucking do it. If you don't, you won't, Yeah, you know, but like, someone like you, James, you've been through a lot mentally, like probably a lot more than any of us could have even and think, that, of, think we can imagine. And that's strength. But how much, when, when you give yourself that one hour of training, and you beat yourself up a little. How good do you feel afterwards? Fuck yeah, man. Like, I'm buzzing. But then for the rest of the day, you work better. Your head's clearer. You, you, you're content. You've got the training. You've got the natural body's endorphins and And And, and I running. still get that now. Yeah. You know? I, like, I still get that now. It's just, it's non-negotiable. My training's set and I'm doing it no matter what. No matter what's on, it gets done. It happened this morning. I went. To, I haven't been in the gym for three weeks. I've had a shitload on i can I, tell you know, <laughs> wasting away but i hadn't been to the gym for about three weeks um and i, I normally go prior to work i just uh, thought you like tight shirts yeah just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know this morning i went now nah, fuck it i'm getting up um got up early um made sure i got there before work did my workout before work and then got to work and then the whole day was just 10 times Better. easier it just uh, especially that first three or four hours was just easier to work into i was more motivated and um i just um everything was just it was like i was it's like a high yeah. i reckon coming off a, a good yeah. hard workout you did a post for us i think it was last week about that you know like it's so underestimated the like, just benefits of a good workout mm. you know everything gets flowing the and endorphins your mental health. are kicking yep. in like but like we deal with all this we've got heaps of fevo workers here and there's a big thing on like their mental state mm. of fly in, fly out, and the the depression and that that comes off it. I think if they set in proper training programs as part of the paid work, they have to do it. Mm. It would be, be a massive reduction. Yeah. Or you know, companies, big companies, they'll pay for someone's health insurance when everything's gone wrong. Yeah. Why not put the money up front now fix and prevent before, that prevent that from happening? Yeah. You know, and get someone in the you know bust out a half hour at lunchtime, make it mandatory, you know? It is that um, that thing of, yeah, the prevention and instead of a, a cure mm. sort of yeah. thing. You've got to get it before it happens. Let's, know, not wait, let's not wait for all our FIFO workers to get fucked up in the head yeah. and then we'll try and fix them. <laughs> How about let's just keep them normal for their families at home, you know? Like, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I, know, I know a great boot camp that could go and sort of... <laughs> yeah, they're very good. Um, and so, obviously... Um, Having a, a, I guess a, a, what would you call a dark past in in regards to drugs? I've got a, a, an opinion on on drugs, 
uh, myself, and I'd be interested to hear what your guys' uh, thoughts are on it. Um, I've got this sort of opinion of uh, sending people to to jail, I guess, for the use of drugs. Um, I know there's it doesn't happen straight away. There's normally a strike sort of system and, and reoffending, but the using drugs or being found uh, with drugs, I don't think to sending someone to prison for that is ever going to help in that way. I feel like sending them to some sort of rehabilitation is is far more beneficial. Um, so, and I'm not saying legalize drugs, but decriminalizing the drugs is an argument I made in a blog post that I posted last year. And some people actually really strongly agree with me, but then some people really, without even really reading my opinion and, and why I thought that, they were very, very quickly opposed to the sort of um, the idea of any drugs being decriminalized at all. I think they just automatically assumed I meant drugs are fine and they should be legalized. But yeah. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on that sort of? I think I think a lot of it's goes back to like they need to be educated and and taught more about it rather than locked up and the keys thrown away, you know, and and help their mental state of thinking, oh yeah, I'm locked up, I'm useless. Um, They've got to be willing to want to change first and foremost. I mean, you. I'm glad you point out the difference between decriminalisation um, and being legal. Yep. Two different things entirely. And I think a lot of people get confused ab- about that. Um, I'm not really going to give an opinion on what I think drugs should be decriminalised or not. But unless the person taking the drugs um, is willing to change, then you could send them to rehab. It's not going to make any fucking difference at but all. Actually, what you were talking about is part of your job right that's right yeah. james directly works with drug addicts alcoholics which is why I depression very interesting men's depression groups and yeah. stuff like that james does uses his past as a tool to help others massively it's yeah. he deserves a pat on the back it's awesome and i think sort of something like that is far more beneficial than like you say just chucking them in the in the prison and throwing away and the i tea. think it's way better coming from from someone real yep not someone with a piece of paper coming out of school. You know? And maybe I was a rookie using... I used Ben Cousins at the time as an example. Yeah. As um, as he's gone to prison and he came back out and he's straight back on it. Now, I know he didn't go to prison for the use of drugs. He went there for... Um, uh, I think it was a, a VRO um, breach. breach. But that it, it's still... The point that I was making was because he went to prison, it didn't stop him from uh, using drugs. He came straight back out, straight back into the into the cycle yeah so um, i see what you're saying putting him in prison is not doing anything no exactly Zero. and but so people so, were so whether whether what we're, our scenario of fixing it is right or wrong something else needs to be found 100 percent. but forcing them into rehabilitation isn't necessarily going to work either yeah correct you know like unless that individual has that willingness to change and desire to get a better life and they've hit a point where they just go i can't fucking do this anymore like help me mm. then no rehabilitation, no jail, no institution, nothing's going to fix this person. So it's it's a really, really tough subject. And I do, I've seen, I've seen successes, but I've seen a hell of a lot more failures, if I'm blatantly honest, when it comes to, to the drugs. Um, yeah, but I'd say, I'd say locking, locking them up would have an epic fail rate. Yeah, I guess, but James does make a, a very valid point that probably... I hadn't considered enough then was the fact that they probably need to want to do it themselves yeah. um, to start with. 
but um, I think the, th- the thing that frustrated me the most with with my argument and what most people were arguing against me were, you know, instead of actually reading the the article that I wrote about it, they just started pointing out that he went into jail for a breach of VRO and, and pointing out all these other things when I was specifically just talking about that should be decriminalised and um, you don't get a criminal record. Because really, the worst, the best thing that happens... Standard best, bunch of keyboard warriors, yeah, I'd well, say. You end up going to... If you do go to prison for this, that sort of issue and then you come back out, um, you, you're going to have a criminal record. It's going to be harder to get a job. Um, you, you're not going to probably not going to have a place to live your family may or may or not want to help support you depending on where you are but things are going to be so much tougher for you as it is um and then you're expected not to go back into what you've uh, what got you there in the first place yeah, good point um but but like you say they've got to want to do it so it is it's a it's uh who knows how the proper way of um addressing it but i do know some countries who have decriminalized um Every drug have had massive um, improvements. If there's com- uh, countries that have done it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- don't quote me. I think it was Finland, or Switzerland is one of those Scandinavian countries. Um, We're not at the level where we have the secretary. Just no, like, we don't have. Just quickly giving her things we don't have research. Joe for Rogan's us. young Jamie. <laughs> Google that. Uh, but just Google that and give us the correct answer, please. Uh, but there is uh, a few countries that have done. It. I th- feel like it's switzerland as is it switzerland maybe someone's probably yelling out going that's fucking sweden you stupid cunt um (laughs) uh have actual injecting rooms for heroin and then they give them the education to to come off the drug and they they monitor how much they're giving them they look after them and then they come back and then they can have more and then they and that's had a real good success rate as well yeah use that word there education yes the biggest thing i guess that I try and give these like blokes that I work with is um, trying to help them understand why they started using drugs to begin with. Like, what are they trying to mask? What are they trying to cover up? What are they running from? What are they hiding from? Like, it's all emotional stuff. And particularly with blokes, like, that's not something we even want to go near, you know? So, um, you know, there's always a reason behind it all. And until they can get educated and and get to the bottom of that, then they're never going to stop using. I feel like that's almost a big, um, you know, the it, it comes full circle back to the, and this isn't for ev- everyone, but a lot of people, that sort of lack of fulfilment with what they're doing in their day-to-day jobs. Um, you know, they go in like what I do, they punch on, they go do something they're not really totally happy about doing, they come home, they they see their kids and wife for, a, for you know, a few hours, they have a, feed watch some tv go to sleep and do it all again and it's real unfulfilling and and um and there's no foreseeable end no, no. exactly so there's none and without a purpose i feel like what are you, you going to do you're going to turn to the drink the drugs uh, or you can find any sort of other addiction so some people like i'm so thankful that i don't have to get on the freeway every day at six in the morning and every day at five in the afternoon mm. i can i can see why it would send people off the rails like it's it's fucked. Well, having that having that purpose, um, like that, the the I can I can remember the day I decided that I was going to do this, and had like a something to work towards, and it was um, it was similar to the feeling I had today. It was like this weight lifted off my shoulders. It's like um, I felt like I would never I wasn't gonna 
I wasn't going to be stuck in my job forever. And uh, the, the moment I sort of made that decision, it was like I had a purpose to work towards a drive um, and everything became easier. Going to work became easier. I didn't drink as much or go out as much because I was committed to something that I was trying to achieve. And um, It's not a job if you love what you do. Yeah, well, and I keep saying you never this. Work all, again, you, you never work again. It's a cliche, but it's, it's fucking it's true. true. Like, and I'm, I, I think that those, among other things, are th- things that, drive people to um, seek an escape through drugs, through alcohol, through, uh, you know, you can turn a sport into an addiction if you really want to, I guess. Um, yeah, let's not Be go very there. careful. <laughs> Be very We're all probably careful. there as well, actually. So, but um, How long have we got in here? I, yeah. don't know. <laughs> I need well, to get for a run. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> no, my, co- my coach says I'm done for the day. Yeah, yeah. so how how'd you go with this... Um, he hurt his knee prior to coming here, actually. You're coaching him. Are you happy about that? Oh, that wasn't in the program to play basketball and skid it on the basketball court. Some kid, he head butted his knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, pro- I probably took the drive a little too hard on the poor 12 year olds. <laughs> um, Take the charge. So, um, Mate, it, it's... You're, t- you're doing them a favour. <laughs> By not letting them make a layup on you, like putting the hard yard on them, no, like, like we just talked about before, you don't get a medal. No, get it, get it in the basket yourself. And this is so, oh, I, I feel bad doing it when I see Scotty. Uh, she's down on the floor, she's crying, and she wants me to pick her up to go. I was saying, sorry, mate, <laughs> you're gonna have to fucking get up. I think and I walk. get it. I think I get it. In, I get in trouble from my missus all the time. She's like, help her. I'm like, oh, fuck it, let her do it herself. Yeah, they got my little ones, and yeah. I'm like. If she wants to do it bad enough, she'll do it. Yeah. But then you're sort of in this never-ending fight against the wife who's, well, I am certainly. Ah, but she'll fall. But yeah, then she'll learn another lesson that falling hurts. So (laughs) don't fall. Well, I'll go and and be the hard-ass for 10 minutes and then... 15 minutes later, Steph's being, oh, you know, come here, come here. And I'm like, fuck, you've just undone all that shit. Now I'm just a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you, you've met my wife. She's the hard ass in her family. Yeah, she's uh, certainly that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, she's lovely. She's lovely. She'll probably listen to this. So, And she pays my bills. <laughs> so, um, look, we're actually getting up on probably about an hour. So, um well, I'm just looking. No... At, I'm just looking at your fantastic. Uh, we spoke before the podcast. Oh, this month, your weekly the planner planner that is it's at, impressive, isn't it? That is just chock a block and just says, "Catch you later, welding." Yeah, well, this is it. Bye bye fabrication. Oh, mate, look at that. See that one there? Tuesday the nineteenth. That's today, I think. Podcast. Podcast. Podcast is pretty pumped about that. How long have you been planning? How How long have you wanted to do a podcast for? Fuck. Um, I reckon the day I heard my first podcast three or four years ago, I went, this would be fucking amazing to do. And it is pretty fun. It is. Do you know what I'm looking forward to a little bit? And poor James, I guess you won't be involved in this, but uh, just getting pissed with a couple of lads (laughs) (laughs) and talking shit. Um, Just putting it out there. I don't know. I don't know what sort of formats I'm going to come up with. Um, I mean, this one really didn't have a format, but... uh, I've got a mate who really loves his Game of Thrones who wants to talk about Game of Thrones, so we'll oh. chuck something like that on there. Or, but mostly it'll be more like, um, I guess, sort of, I want it to be educational to a certain extent and, yeah. and, uh, and talk about your motivating and, and, and entrepreneurship and all that sort of stuff. You know, there's going to be, but there's not going to be any rules really with this. It's just going to be. Well, what, gonna, a, what a box tick, but. 
oh, podcast. Yeah, I probably should have put that in my little box. Boxes there. Go full time B thirty two two thousand nineteen. I can't wait to fucking tick that box. That's uh, yeah. not that's not long away, given notice. And then the produce the feature documentary. That's another one. Business goals. Um, that's about it there though. Where's your whiteboard, bloke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you up there though. You're on there all the time. Yeah, look, I always think about getting BK. one when I see his. Same time. Yeah, next I'm on week. there. Same yeah. time next BK. week. Yeah. See, see D Y E B D even boot camp. When I'm yeah. posting, see that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, fucking slave drivers. Well, you, and Saturday as well. It should be. Oh no, that's the burpees. Burpees, burpees. Yeah, yeah. yeah D Y E B. If you say that, smart. Yeah, I've got to save space on the planner. But oh, mate, since I've added that to me um, system, I guess it's just been fucking game changing. Have you watched The Secret? I have watched The Secret. What are your thoughts on The Secret? I just reckon it's a game changer. I reckon as well because um. Uh, and Tony Robbins says I this. I think you question then. Then any time you go off the rail, like you're not thinking on the right path, you sort of yes. you remember it and you put yourself back on. You're like, change what you change the way you think about that. I think like the first time I watched The Secret, well, not the first time, Have the only time, it? but The Secret. <laughs> I'm not of the opinion. Don't, don't tell James the secret. <laughs> no. He hasn't watched it. <laughs> Hide the secrets. <laughs> um, don't worry, you don't want to watch it. I'm of the opinion, um, and Tony Robbins says this all the time, so I'll, I'll probably get done for bloody plagiarism here, but um, I'm not the type who watches The Secret and thinks you can go out there and go, there are no weeds, there are no weeds, and then the weeds just disappear. Yeah. But um, saying there's going to be no weird weeds and using that as the motivation to take the action and to get rid of the to, weeds. To get rid of the weeds yep. is, is like a manifestation in itself. So mm. I think it, if anything, that documentary, you get some fucking plebs, and I probably got sucked into it a little bit at the start because um, as a few of my friends know, I actually went, all right, so I'm going to win Lotto. That's what I, I just tested it. And um, no word of a lie, the day I wrote it up, so I watched The Secret. The next day I wrote, I'm going to win Lotto on, the, on, on my door. Put it on my door, and then uh, the next day, um, and, then, and then I st- and then he just didn't buy a lot of tickets. And didn't buy and a lot of tickets, and he didn't win. <laughs> but and I'm he in a was sy- wondering I'm, why it didn't work. I'm in a syndicate, and we got five numbers uh, out of six, which is still pretty pretty heavy win, which we we're pretty stoked about. And I went, oh fuck, that's a pretty big coincidence, you know. Um, no, Come on, mate. Don't act like it's a secret. That, that, How much yeah, that's, was the syndicate? Yeah, there's no good. Oh, it was about <laughs> seven or eight grand. It wasn't. It was, it was okay, but it wasn't huge. And then, um, and then two weeks later, same thing happened again. And I'd never won it before. We'd we'd never won big like that before. And then, and then by chance, I went. Um, this thing's fucking awesome. And I tore it down. And I was gonna print it all up and put it everywhere and I just forgot to print it up and we haven't won since. <laughs> so make it that way you will. But that's... I'd, Can I'd, you that's print prob- me one out? I'm, yeah. I'm fucking broke this week. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm not of that belief that you can just look at something and it's going to manifest. Um, I think that... But if you look at it... Yes. And it helps change the thought process. Trigger, yes. trigger the process. 100%. It's starting to work. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, you're not just going to write, I'm going to win Lotto, and you're just going to win First Division. Which I so got sucked into at the start. But, I was like, fuck yeah, there are no weeds, there are no weeds. <laughs> there are no weeds. But yeah, no, of course. Um, I think it's it's massive like that. And you talk, you see like um, uh, Jim Carrey's perfect. He's uh, He talks about it, um, his manifestation, how he 
wrote himself a $10 million check and put it in his wallet and uh, dated it to a certain date. And then uh, basically as the check was meant to be cashed, um, obviously it was fake, he, he was given $10 million for, for Dumb and Dumber. Yep. And that sort of resolved not because he fucking like wished it, but, but it he was wrote that the drive. Check. Yes. And that created the drive to get the check. Exactly. And he went down and he would he would go down to um the Hollywood Hills and look at the houses and, and, and visualize himself being in those houses and visualization's and, and, huge yeah, in anything. Exactly. And that and it's not just visualization and and as he says, you can't just visualize and then go eat a sandwich. You've got to visualize and then take the action on what you want to achieve. Which I feel like all of us here had sort of have done and are doing now. Um I mean, I certainly come up with my sort of vision for what I wanted to do, and that's it's fucking huge. I still it's, come up with my. I still have goals like this. Yeah. I don't have a fancy whiteboard, but I got a <laughs> shitty A4 bit of paper that I wrote on. It's a and know, it's stuck on my. I wake up every morning and I look at it. Mate, that that was free as well. I got that off the uh, brother and sister in law. So and I mean, See, I'm going on. I'm going on the free section. Yeah, Gumtree. No, you just don't. You don't have to spend money to make money. No, I mean. Sometimes you do, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a yeah that that though has been a fucking game changer because but having a plan all that keeps the thought process going, keeps the drive. Mate, Sam wedding anniversary on Monday, and I've had to ask the missus three times um, what we're doing on the Saturday, and Saturday I've got the burpees there, and it, because I haven't written it down, I don't know what's there. But we're going to stay in a hotel for our um, our anniversary, just have a night um, us. Um, together, but because it's not written down, I fucking don't have a clue what's happening. I keep forgetting, you and better, I keep you better write that and, down. And still haven't written it down, so uh, that's how reliant I've become on that planner. If it's not written down, I don't fucking get it. And then it got so bad the other day, I actually wrote something down on the wrong day, and it fucked my whole week because I wrote down I was meant to go see a uh, Jordan Peterson. Do you know Jordan Peterson? Who he is? He's a Canadian. Oh yeah, Canadian. Um, uh, Psychologist, he's yeah, he's very controversial, but he's uh, yeah. Are you I, gonna get lucky? Hey, are you gonna get lucky on your sleepover? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Steph, you listen to this, and uh, if you can deal with getting an hour in, we're gonna get freaky. <laughs> oh, I really sort of held back then. I was about to go hard, and then. No. Uh, and then he thought about what he was actually uh, thinking that he's going to do in his life. Yeah, saying I was about to go hard is probably not appropriate either. I'll yeah. probably, <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably uh, go down to some get some waffles down there in uh, Northbridge and fucking pass out before <laughs> anything happens anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, um, uh, we're probably getting close to the end of it now. Um, we can plug. Your guys' businesses, if you want. Um, what are you, uh, James? You want to plug the boot camp and what you're doing? Yeah, so we're um, doing boot camp based out of Clarkson. Good at that. Good social media manager. Oh, excellent. Yeah, <laughs> best thing we invested in, definitely. And that's um, that's no bullshit either. It's not blowing steam up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how it all works out, you know. Blake asked me to come along that that one time, and mm. the the network started, you know, and now you're doing work for us as well and that awesome promo video the other week which was which was great and actually before and like i know we keep dragging it on and on and on but uh, i got home that afternoon uh, that morning and i said it's just fucking good to like work for people 
and with people that um, one have a similar sort of goal and driven uh, sort of lifestyle, but then just like just easy to work with. And I um, I can't remember if I've told uh, I think I messaged you and Becky that um, one day before, but yeah, just it's just really good to work with those sorts of people, and and you feel like uh, I can't even explain how you feel when you get home and and you've like fuck this is on. What does that buddy Gary V say? You you've got to put the people around you driven same like-minded people drop your loser friends yeah just fuck them off fuck them off doesn't matter who the fuck they are <laughs> yep. fuck i got a couple on the list oh, I've had to. if you're listening to this and you think you're getting nervous you're, you're getting the chop if you haven't heard from me for a while you're fucking gone <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah sorry uh yeah sorry. My, mine all just left me when i started swim bike and running crazy distances oh yeah I just like had none left. I was like, "Where's everyone gone?" Well, do you think that's like? Do you think actually some of those people are sort of it's a jealousy thing, and they're just sick of seeing someone being? I think um, Australia, Australia has definite problem with that. You know, like they see someone stick their head up, do something better. Tall poppy. Yeah, rather than taking the Gary V scenario, place yourself around them mm. and let's go up. It's way easier for them to chop you down. And make them feel better about themselves, the level they're on. Yep. I think, yeah. uh, is that what he, I mean, we keep talking about Gary V, but he's he's fucking, he's, he's never wrong. Like, he's he's blunt, but I think it was him who said the, you know, you've got people who who will build the biggest city in the, uh, build, build the biggest building in the city. Yeah. And then you got the other people who will fucking burn every other building down and then just build, there's tall enough to be yeah. bigger than everyone else's. And it's like. It's really bad in Australia, I think, like. Yeah. You know, or like just thinking that you can't, like uh, they just have the wrong mindset. Mm. The amount of times oh, I wish I could do that. It's like, well. You can't. You can't. I mean, I've. I think the biggest, the biggest hurdle most people have in their way mm. is themselves. A hundred percent. If they, if they get themselves out of the way, they'd be fucking surprised with what they'd achieve. I feel like uh, I'm. I've got a lot of people in my life still in that situation where they sit there and they're more than motivated enough to do something with and talented enough to do something with their life. Um, but I don't know whether it's a laziness or just a lack of belief that they can actually do it. Fear is a big one. Fear is huge. I think and maybe they got a ribbon when they came 10th. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, dude, you're not winning. Well, and that's like, I oh, that fear that you speak about is is huge, and I didn't appreciate it until today, and when I was going in to speak to uh, the boss, and it wasn't to speak to him. It wasn't. It wasn't a fear of speaking to him. It was a fear of like, fuck, I'm, I'm into it now. I'm, I'm, I'm immersing myself completely into it. I'm giving, and, and I put it out there publicly as well, so mm. people can hold me accountable. I don't know if that was a smart idea or not, but um, it's definitely a smart. Yeah, but idea. you, it, it's a sign you accepted it. Yeah, it's happening. If you, there would be a tiny bit of doubt if you didn't put it out there. Do you know, like if if something changed and, and you didn't tell anyone and you just want to go back to your job and, and do it, oh, I'll just do it at the end of the year. Mate, I've, like you can, but I've, now it's done. I've felt like I look like a little school kid running around. Uh, like just I'll come down the steps after speaking to him and I was fucking grinning ear to ear and and uh, I almost didn't want to look at anyone. I felt embarrassed because I was going to go, fucking, fuck it. I'm out, boys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I told a couple of lads I was going up to to tell them. 
and uh, they see me walking and they started beefing the forklift horn and and getting up me and and I got pretty excited and then, yeah coming down it's just a fucking it's just I got nervous going up but then coming down it was just just incredible it's a high it congratulations fucking, I'm yeah. stoked for you bro thank you <laughs> it was uh, yeah it was it's good to be at the forefront of it with you man yeah well and and that's it like we're uh, I got you guys uh, are part of that sort of group of people that are trying to get around me the people who are driven as well so and that's why as i was saying it's great to work with uh, people like yourselves which is so when are you selling your concrete truck like yeah the day before do what date did you want to put a date on it or okay so easter anzac day is uh 25th so the 26th of april i just want that one extra public holiday <laughs> <laughs> look at his foot twitching yeah i'll do the same i've got the nervous all right, I'll set a date. Twitch. Soon. You'll set Soon. a date yeah. and just work towards it? Yeah. What do you oh, need? Hey? What do you need? Do you need, uh, need to achieve anything to do it or is it? Um, the process is in place. Mm. Things just need a few, 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 more, few more stars to align. And you're willing to make sacrifices to obviously get that to happen, I guess. Oh, we've been making, we've yeah, since yeah. I started the sport, we've been making sacrifices, mm. you know, like, my family's 110% behind me. They all support me. I mean, like, my birthday present was money to pay for my professional racing <laughs> license. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's it. And, and without the support of the people in your family yeah. and the ones closest to you, yeah, it's fucking impossible. Because it, And the days where Steph, she'll be, um, you know... It helps, it helps when they believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Like, when the dream's real. And then I think... Um, Adversely, you've got to be able to support them as well because it gets tough on them. Mm. I mean, your your missus paused Netflix and came in here and took photos. <laughs> she <laughs> is on board. Yeah, she took photos for the old Riverdale uh, was on pause. That's that is not. commitment. That's yeah. uh, but I'll go in there later and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 where the commitment ends. <laughs> I, that's where we'll let's end this. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's uh, yeah. otherwise we'll be on for it. Exactly. So yeah, uh, continue. Uh, Pump up your your boot camp and then Blake your uh, BK. Yeah, so I mean the clues in the name we we do, we do boot camp. That's it. We train hard, we train tough, but we've got um, we've got an awesome crew up there. I'm I'm blessed with the people that have come through. Um, real community spirit. Uh, some great friendships been made there for myself and some of the the clients and and within the club as well. Um, and also Tenacious House. If you if you're a a man sort of struggling with drugs, alcohol, or any of those things, just reach out to them as well. It's a good organisation um, uh, out there in the uh, in the Bullsbrook area. So uh, either one of those. Um, yeah, that's all I got, bro. Perfect. It's getting late. Balake. Balake. Um, yeah, we. I started a online coaching business and 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 a bit of a brand like brand all, all fitness brand based around me and my professional racing um i really just wanted to share my journey and be able to pass on what i learned um so yeah i started bk performance and now we run an online coaching business if you want to get fit you want to do your first triathlon you need swimming training biking training running training um or you just want to make like learn to put some positive changes in place hit us up perfect 
Well, thanks for that, lads. You uh, popped me cherry. We got the first podcast done. Um, that was naughty. Yeah, well, I, I'm looking forward to uh, doing more and more and more because, you know, this has been good. Yeah. It's, um, it's been fun and um, I'll certainly, I'll, I myself, I'm going to learn as I go along. Yeah. Uh, get better and better and better, hopefully, and and, um, and and driving and steering conversations and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. it certainly got easier as the as the conversations went on. So thanks for being good guests. Um and yeah, this has been the first episode Cheers, of the bro. Real Fake News. Yeah. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. You. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. The fake news, the enemy of the people. That I call the fake news, the enemy of the people. The fake news.